hey, Rob, listen, I'm, uh, I'm really sorry to hear about, about your cat. Oh, uh, well, yeah, I, I mean, we don't have to talk about this if like on the, on mic, if you want to, I should have asked first. I'm, I'm sorry, but no, 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 it's okay. That I, I appreciate it. It it was a sad day. We had to do it. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it sucks, but you know, that's what happens when you get these things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, does it have to be? Does it have to be what? Does it have to be what happens? What do you mean, Dan? Well, Rob, um, why don't you follow me out back? Okay. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. No, uh, no. I mean, what do you think? What do you think of what I did back here? Um, what is this, Dan? <laughs> this is okay. <laughs> so at first I was like, bury the cat. That makes sense. Right? Yeah. And then I thought, what if, what if death doesn't have to be the final state? And you well, will see a, a complicated here, system uh, of pulleys and levers that I have rigged up <laughs> and you will see or perhaps not see fishing line. Uh, can we just bury the cat? Is that okay? Well, hold on. Cause I spent a lot of time on this. So we, I tell you what, tell you what, yeah. Here, I want you to try one thing. And then if you are not 100, if you're not 80, if you're not 70% satisfied with what I've done here today, okay, we can talk about burying the cat. All right. Uh, I want you to, I want you to crank that, that crank right there. Go ahead. Uh, Give it a turn. This one right here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Okay. If it, if it doesn't give right away, just give it a little fucking. Yeah. Give it a yank. Yeah. Give it a bit of a yank. All right. Uh, here we go. Okay. Keep your eyes on, keep your eyes on the cat. Okay. What do you think? Oh, Jesus Christ. Damn. Yeah. (laughs) What have you done here? Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. So, um, why would you do this? <laughs> well, I, th- I know how I know how much you loved the cat. Whatever, I can't remember its day, but I know you loved it. I I loved that cat. I know, why, and that's why would why you I, think that this was okay? Uh, or, or you don't like it? Uh, I hate it. Okay, you've okay. You've, let's say you're at seventy percent right now. Get try one more thing. I want you. Can you just can you just do me a favor? And press that button. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> All right. P- press fast forward. Press it. <laughs> now crank it faster. Faster. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> You're doing it, Rob. Yes. So what no. do you think? Yes. So, 70%? Yeah, 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 70%. I appreciate the effort. Hell yeah. This week on King Me, sometimes dead is better. This is Pet Cemetery 2019. Under the outdoor with a 
King, King me. me. Welcome to King Me, the official Stephen King movie podcast. The official podcast of kinging me, being kinged by me, uh, knowing <laughs> a guy who got kinged and uh, not doing anything to help and feeling powerless because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the official podcast of your co-host being very ungrateful for all the time and effort he put into um, doing a thing that every great screenwriter at least knows to do, which is saving the cat. Save the cat. Effect- effectively. <laughs> Wait, can we can we talk about that guy for a second? The save the cat guy? Um, <laughs> sure. D- have you read that book? No. Um, I, uh, I'm more of a sort of a Tolstoy and Dostoyevsky <laughs> type of guy myself. Uh, I'm more but of sure, a... sure, we'll talk uh, about your screenwriting book, Rob. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm more, more of, of a uh, screenplay in 30 days kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I like things that tell me how to do things faster than are actually possible. Right. Um, uh, Tim Ferriss, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> no, that... Uh, well, I, I know that that book is very popular, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, it it's become like somewhat of like a uh, like a, a necessary reading or whatever for uh, screenwriters. Uh, it's so the guy that wrote it, to my knowledge, only had one movie ever produced, and that's the movie Blank Check. Yes, <laughs> right, correct. <laughs> Which I've never seen myself, but I understand is a bit of a hoot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's about a kid who gets a blank check. Um, what's he do with it? Uh, whatever passion projects uh, he wants. <laughs> passion projects? <laughs> no, he, he, he puts sets like a, out to write the great American novel. Yeah. No, he uh, he puts like a, a slide in, in his house. Like okay. that kind of shit. I mean, okay. you know, great. I mean, smart stuff. Yeah. Um, it it also has like a weird subplot where like he falls in love with like a woman who's I don't know thirty and interesting yeah and they kiss really yeah and it's, it's like Disney a passionate movie. kiss I wouldn't say it's passionate it's uh you know but it <laughs> yeah is there's a uh, <laughs> so I'm on the Wikipedia page for blank check the film not yeah. the pod All right um. <laughs> and in the reception section, there's a <laughs> subheader here that says "kissing controversy." Oh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah. It's it, I mean, it's weird. It's definitely, but that's the only thing the guy ever got produced. I'm sure he sold scripts, and apparently he's you know doing pretty well from this book. But yeah, good Lord. And this is uh, Blake Snyder. It is Blake Snyder. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know who could have used a little help? Was Fuckin Blake Snyder when he died un- unexpectedly on August 4th of a pulmonary embolism? Wait, is he dead? Yeah, he died. Really? Yeah. Oh, you thought I was joking? No. That's not really funny. <laughs> I wouldn't joke <laughs> about that. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> okay, so he also wrote Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Oh, starring Sylvester Stallone and Estelle Getty. Right. So, you know, the backstory on that one, don't you? Does she kiss him? And it's like the same age gap. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. No, what's the backstory. So that movie sucks. It's like very bad backstory. Yeah. Well, hold on. Front story. So it's a bad movie, right? Uh, Back in the 
I guess the eighties or whatever, when the script was being uh, like kicked around or whatever, um, they like somebody approached Arnold Schwarzenegger with the this the movie, and he's like, he read it and he was like, this is a piece of shit. Like I'm not going to be in this, right? But there was a competition going on like between him and Stallone mm-hmm. for and like. The, the, they were just constantly at at odds with each other, right? You know, in like a friendly kind of way. They still own Planet Hollywood together, but like, um, so if basically he was like, all right, being the prankster that he is, he put it out there uh, that he really wanted to be in this movie, and then Sylvester Stallone like pushed super hard to get into the movie, and he ended up doing the movie himself. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, it was just like Schwarzenegger just like tricked him into doing this bad movie about like <laughs> uh, <laughs> like a cop who has like an old mom. <laughs> like <it> was <laughs> no, please, I really want to do old mom movie. <laughs> yeah. Sly, no. Oh wow. Um, I I should trick you into doing. An even worse podcast. Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, Rob. Yeah. Sp- speaking of bad movies, movies, uh, movies. It seemed seemed like say John Lithgow might have gotten tricked into doing. Yeah. Do you remember? Okay, so we're talking about Pet Cemetery 2019. Right. That's that's why I. Uh, Tied some fishing line to a cat's tail and <laughs> some other spots. Right. Um, do you remember when this movie was getting like kind of hyped up before it was released? Uh, like, like it, 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 it kind of, yeah. I, I mean, in the same, I, I knew people had like, uh, I knew people were excited to see this movie. They were like, oh man, it looks like so fucked up. And like people, fans of the book, right? Uh, like they're fans of the movie. We're, we love the, the, the second movie, especially, but, uh, um, <laughs> and I gotta say <laughs> that this, little fat vampire, <laughs> <laughs> that fat little vampire. Um, did, did you kind of feel like the, the, the movie we're discussing this week drew on the sequel as much as the original. You know, I didn't, I wasn't thinking about that when, uh, when I was watching it, but yeah, now, now that we're talking about it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, in as much as it makes the same grave mistake that the sequel makes, I mean, when the sequel does it, it's not a mistake because the sequel is like silly as hell. Right. But this very seriously, takes the idea of what if someone who is old enough to speak got pet cemeteried? Yeah. Right. And that's a dumb <laughs> fucking idea. It presents just like a world of problems and it like is, the problem, yeah, problem. <laughs> it, it like introduces the problem that we seem to keep having as we progress forward in, in time um, came up a lot on the Hellraiser episode uh, mm. which you could listen to now by going to patreon.com slash King pod $5 a month gets you access to it by weekly full length bonus episode, as well as the second half of our weekly King me babies feature where we discuss dollar baby uh, uh, films <laughs> and the short stories that inspire them. Okay. So 
<laughs> I got to work on that, huh? Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. But it's like, it did remind me of Hellraiser a little bit where it's just like, you're just like, you take what is a simple story mm. and introduce a bunch more colors to it until, and then mix it all up until it's just brown. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we are going to get into it, but I, I feel like this, like this movie, this, it, it's everything that I don't like about horror movies now. Mm-hmm. Um, like just because obviously like you have to, <laughs> uh, w- with this movie, right? Like you go into it and you're, I try and watch it and I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch this. I've already seen the original, but I'm going to try and just like watch it on its own merit. Right. Yes. And like it, as I'm watching it, it feels like, well, if you, if you didn't see the original or whatever, like the original is like required watching to also watch this and like have your expectations subverted. Right. right? Yeah. You're talking about the big twist. Yeah. Like the big, right. The big yes. twist. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is There's like, a chubby checker dance sequence. In the <laughs> yeah. It's this thing. right. There's like the twist. There's uh let's twist again, which was the sequel <laughs> to the twist. And then there was like, and it was like three or four summers after that. It was like the big twist, <laughs> the big twist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which was just like, you were just like, you were twisting, but your arms were like out. <laughs> you were spinning <laughs> you were, your arms in circles. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> how ridiculous. they invented moshing. It was chubby checkers. Uh, doesn't get the, the credit he deserves in the, the punk community. Mm, and that's uh, why you named your cat after him, right? Your cat chubby checkers. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a cat name. It does. <laughs> you know? That's a good cat name. Um, yeah. So that is like a big issue with this thing. And you're right. So the big twist, I mean, we just, let's just, yeah, let's just it. say, yeah, let's just get into say. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll do a little table setting, but the big twist is that gauge the little boy. So in the original or in every version of this, I guess you have, Gage and then the other kid who's freaking Ellie, right? Ellie. Ellie. <laughs> Gage dies in the book. Gage dies in the original movie. For some reason, they thought it would not be effective to experience the death of a child if we knew it was coming. <laughs> you know, didn't think they could use that to like parlay right. some dread into the, you know, the opening act of this. Um, <laughs> instead, they, uh, they they were like gage has to <laughs> nearly die and instead ellie will die when um the truck that hits gage in the original instead like swerves out of the way and falls onto its side and then like the tank on the back of the truck somehow yeah, like, splats br- ellie yeah it breaks free from the the actual truck yeah and it just it just hits her we don't see that, but it just, you like, wanted to see that. I, I wanted to see something else. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like the, the other thing too, is like that happens approximately one hour into mm-hmm. the movie, which mm-hmm. like in the original movie, it, it happens around the same time. It, it, but, um, I don't know. The original movie had more, it, it it was just like more interesting to watch. So let's yeah. 
the movie is directed by uh, two guys, Kevin Kolsch and Dennis Winmeyer. And they, they mm-hmm. directed a few movies. They directed this movie, Starry Eyes, which is pretty good. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, it's different from the, like the advertising, like the poster and the, the cover for the, like the box or whatever, just looks, uh, it looks like a different movie than it actually is. So, mm-hmm. it, but like uh, you watch the movie and it's like, oh, this is like, uh, kind of like interesting and different. Okay, cool. In what way? Uh, well, it, so, so you look at the poster and, and it's a girl with like, like stars, like, like carved pentag- satanic pentagrams. Yes, five pointed yes. stars, uh, like carved into the skin around her eyes. So you know she looks like she has stars like around her eyes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it look. I mean, that to me looks like it's some sort of a serial killer kind of you know thriller kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not that at all. It's like this. Uh, there are like a lot of supernatural elements to it. It's more about like. Um, uh, like trying to make it in um, as an actress. Like this girl is like trying to be an actress and like what she'll do to become an actress and shit. Okay. Uh, just like totally different. And uh, um, were you planning on mentioning that Gene Simmons' son, Nick Simmons, is in this? Or were you just going to let that go by the way? <laughs> I didn't know Nick Simmons was in it. Yeah. It, it, you may remember him as the guy who looks like uh, Gene Simmons. <laughs> does he? Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. He also kind of looks like Paul Stanley, but I think that's just because they kind of look alike. They do. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. Okay. That all sounds great. Sounds. Um, I kind of understand how you pick these guys like based oh, on yeah. something like that. That's sort of like more, it, more the, character driven. Maybe the lead actress in, um, in starry eyes is, is now one of my, Mike Flanagan's like, uh, gals, troop. one yeah. of Flanagan's gals. Oh, yeah. Fla- <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just funny. Gal. Yeah. It's just funny. Cause his <laughs> reputation is, uh, the just, very opposite of that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. He's not, he like, right. His, he works a lot with his wife and he's not, but he's not a wife guy. <laughs> yes. <right. laughs> I think it's, I think he's a wife guy. You think, think he's, he's a wife guy? guy? He's gotta be. Yeah. Anyone who loves his wife, casts his wife that much, must really love her. Yeah, I guess right? so. Yes. Yeah, so Alex Esso, who is in Midnight, who is she in Midnight Mass? Mildred. She's um, uh, the, is it, uh, what's her name? Kate uh, Flanagan's wife. It's like her mother, I want to say. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Young. Yeah. Young mother. Right. Yeah, she's she's one of the people. Midnight Mass, as much as I did like it, I I thought it was kind of funny. The like in the first episode, uh, you have a lot of younger people in old age makeup, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, th- th- this is clearly for a reason. Yeah, we're <laughs> <laughs> we're doing something here. Why? Yeah, why are you giving me a reverse Irishman? You know? oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> I know he got older. Yeah, so they must be getting younger. Right. She also plays. Um, Wendy Torrance in Doctor Sleep, which we will spoilers eventually discuss <laughs> on this very program. Yeah, soon uh, actually. Pretty yes. Soon. Yeah, pretty pretty uh, soon. But not not before we discuss. Jesus right. Christ. 
Nosferatu, <laughs> which I, if it sounds like I'm saying it weird, it's because it's written. I don't want to get into it. It's a license yeah, it, plate. It's, it's a like a vanity plate, plate that phonetically resembles yeah. Nosferatu. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So this movie is uh, uh, our main, I guess our lead here, uh, Lewis, is played by Jason Clark. Jason Clark, to me, is a total dud. I could not agree more. I was like. Where did where have I seen this guy before? Answer is nowhere. I've never seen him in anything. <laughs> well, see, uh, here's the thing. I have seen him in other things. He's in like Zero uh, Dark Thirty, right? He's in Zero Dark Thirty. I saw the that bad Terminator movie he's in. I saw the Planet of the Apes movies in. But he just has like a face. The guy, yeah. like, you know, uh, I, whatever, like normal looking guy, just has like <laughs> a, a face. You know like, what though? Nothing I, distinguishing about it. Okay. I, I'm going to push back on that a little bit because he oh, does please. kind of look like he's melting. In, you think he looks like he's melting? Well, he's got like the, what do you call like that type of eyelid? There's like a name for it. where it Droopy. Like, yeah, he's got droopy eyelids. <laughs> I think, I thought his face was very appropriate for this story. Like, honestly, I was like, I can see how visually like a story about grief. You want a guy who looks like he's just, he's, he's moping just around all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> However, like, he's just wait, looking for an excuse to fucking, <laughs> yes. Just, yeah. Just break down. <laughs> yeah. My, my note, like my first note on him. Cause I was like, just listening to him deliver lines. I was like, wait a second. Did a little research, wrote down Australian liar. <laughs> he <laughs> is an Australian a, liar. He's American. He's lying. He's lying about not being Australian. That's yeah, a lie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Acting in general, not a lie, but pretending to not be Australian is a lie. That yeah yeah. Um, so he, he's a zero. That dark guy. thirty. Yeah, he's a zero. Dark thirty. Um, same thing with. Uh, the actress that plays his wife, uh, Amy Simetz. I Simetz. Yeah. Yeah. Amy uh, so my notes for her are not Australian, <laughs> not a liar, not <laughs> good, honest Floridian. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought she was also a dud, but I think that was less her fault. I mean, cause that's she the at writing, least had I like, think. yeah, she was <laughs> at one point, for a long stretch, I'm assuming because she was on Stranger Things and there must have been like, actually, I don't know if the timeline lines up, but at any rate, yeah, she must have had another project that conflicted with this because there is no <laughs> other reason to write her out of the middle of the movie. Well, no, I guess there is. It's just a stupid reason because they complicated <laughs> the plot for no, for no real reason. No good. Yeah. Reason. Yes. Yes. You see, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's so, so like in the original movie, they did the same thing. Like, um, you know, he sends Rachel and in, in the original, it's Ellie. Um, she sends oh, that it, is in the original Lewis yeah. sends them away to her parents, but like mm-hmm. puts them on a plane. And then like, um, then, then we do get like a whole thing with Lewis and whatever. There, there are some similarities there, but even so, um, uh, she, she does come back at the end. I, I just feel like when she's when she's present, 
uh, it's kind of the same thing. Like from the start, it it's the same complaint like people have about like Jack Nicholson in The Shining that he looks crazy from the jump. Like these <laughs> these two parents look so fucking sad right from the get go. Yeah, yeah. And they really kind of like <laughs> it's lay like they had thick- five other kids that also died. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, it, I think the reason it's like that is because f- they really, really harp on their personal tragedies, like leading up to this. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> you think so? <laughs> a little bit too they hard, lay on pretty thick, a <laughs> little bit much. And then what's weird is like, I don't know. Rachel has like one of the most memorable scenes in the original with, you know, her like her being haunted by what right. appears to be her sister who died of spinal meningitis. Yes. Um, and you, you do get that in here, but it's like very unsatisfying because all, um, all Rachel, all, all Amy Simons is given to do is just kind of like quietly mousily fret about her life, you know, well, right. Like she it's, has like zero agency. Yes. Yeah. It, it's, uh, <laughs> she's having, uh, like reactions in present in the present moment about like just her memories. Right. So she's not acting really against anything when right. they, when they go, when they show the, the, uh, the flashbacks or whatever, it's uh, the, the child version of her. So like, you know, she's not even, she, I don't think she's ever present to actually like, uh, you know, react to something. It's yeah. all like react to the idea of this or whatever <laughs> have like which acid like, flashbacks. Yeah. Which, you know, technically I guess is acting, but, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I just don't think, uh, I, I don't know. I, it just seems like she wasn't maybe given enough, uh, or, or maybe it was her. I don't know. Because then when she, when, uh, Ellie comes back, uh, and she hugs her, like she, she does like seem horrified or whatever. Yeah, um, but I don't know. Uh, uh, you know, I I don't know. It, it's, See, that's what I mean, though. Like I I don't yeah. know. It. I thought she was. I thought, like that moment actually played really well for me. That was like, I thought it was gross. I felt that, like I I had no issues with that performance really. All right, fair. Um, or at least like that that segment of it for me it's more just like it was if i i guess if i have a complaint maybe it is like a broken clock being right twice a day thing where it's like she's doing the same thing the whole time and then then it happens to slot in nicely (laughs) to certain moments right like she maybe auditioned with that scene and was like all right i'll just stay there yeah i'll (laughs) I'll keep it at at a seven the whole time (laughs) yeah I will say though, like, like tears are constantly like welled up in her eyes, just waiting. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and maybe the point of contrast is like John Lithgow, who is a good actor. I would well, say. Well, that's the other problem is that like John Lithgow is a really good actor, yes. <laughs> and when uh, when other people are in movies with good actors, um, the bad acting really fucking shows through. <laughs> totally. Yes. <laughs> it's. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, because I was going to pretty say, wild. <laughs> I would say like a very, you know, if you're a Lithgow, if you're Lithgovian in your mm. talents, um, excuse me, 
Um, you have the ability to sort of like elevate whatever material you're given. Definitely. You are making good material, you know, better or great. You're making bad material passable. Yes. Just very bad dialogue. So much of the dialogue in this is really quite bad. Yes. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's bad. (laughs) It's, um, it's part of it too is like, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no. The dialogue it's, uh, I think that it's poorly written. I think, um, uh, as far as like pacing and stuff, I think the pacing in this is so weird. Uh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like the bad lines that Lithgow has to deliver. Right. Um, (laughs) <laughs> like him being a good actor, like he delivers the lines and I'm like, yeah, I believe it when he says it, I don't believe mm-hmm. anybody else. <laughs> yeah. Well, so part of the issue too is like, um, and I mean, I guess there's like a good enough story explanation for why this is, but all the adults get exposition. It feels like, and yeah. then the kids, poor Ellie has to do a lot. I will also say though, the way that Ellie's written, I did not realize she was supposed to be like a preteen. Like, I I mean, I assume she was like 10. I thought she was like older, younger. Oh, cause there's like, okay. So there's like that exchange she has with Lithgow, who by the way, plays Judd Crandall, and we find out his full name is what? It's something crazy. Oh, I don't know. It's I'm, like I must have missed it. it. Judd is short for something like <laughs> not <sighs> Judd Adaya. <laughs> like Judd, like Judlicious. Like <laughs> <laughs> let's call him Judlicious. Judlicious. Yeah, it, yeah. It's on that level of just being like. It sounds like another name. I, uh, not that delicious is a name, but. Right. But why not, you know? Yeah. Jud his name is like Judley Moore Crandall, but you can call me Judd. <laughs> Judley Moore. <laughs> Judley Moore. Uh-huh. But so he's talking to Ellie and Ellie's like introducing him to the family cat church and she explains that it's he's named after Winston Churchill. She goes, right. "He's someone who lived a really long time ago." Mm. And Judd says, I know who Winston Churchill is. And Ellie says, wow, you must be really old. That's like something you have like a fucking five-year-old say. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Yes. Right. Like to stuff like that. I'm like that. If she's 10 years old, she knows roughly how she old knows- an adult is, <laughs> yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Wow. You must be really old. Like she's Louise. Little mister. girl. Yeah, I, you see this this white beard that I have. <laughs> you see these nicotine stains in that white beard. <laughs> <laughs> um, so another interesting thing I think to note uh-huh. about this, we'll get into the plot in a moment, but sure, this came out in 2019, a year after Hereditary. <laughs> Mm. which I think is a very, um, I think that's part of what makes this thing stink quite so stinky. Yeah. You know, like we just got the best execution of like a family grief 
story. R- well, yeah, right. A family grief story. A uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, a parent trying to, uh, I guess, like it, fucking what's his name? Um, the father in Hereditary. I cannot remember his name. Oh, I can't either. Uh, Gabriel Byrne. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. But like Gabriel Byrne throughout that entire movie, like uh, you know, his wife is clearly like distraught and like slipping like down this like path and like whatever. And he is like the whole movie is just trying to hold the fucking thing together. Mm -hmm. Like everything he's like, he's ignoring things like he's not always right. I'm not saying that, but the whole movie he's just trying to hold everything together. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's, (laughs) that's what this, this dad is just like, I, I, whatever it takes. If I have to bring my kid back from the dead, if I have to bring everybody back from the dead, I don't I'll do it. I don't care. Yeah, that I mean, if it, I don't know, it feels I, very un, very unearned here. I guess like that's sort of a, like that's the crazy yeah. thing about this though is that like <laughs> I don't know the the story like the book has been out for decades. The original movie is uh, I don't know twenty thirty three years old now, right? Yeah. So like everybody like you know, horror fans, people who are going to see this movie, presumably they they're familiar with the story. Right. So like, I don't know, make it fucking interesting. This is such like a by the numbers. Yeah. Retelling this of is, this story. This is a, um, in terms of like premise and like buy-in from the audience, like this is just a fucking meatball over the plate. Like <laughs> this is it so is. it is so easy to get people emotionally invested in like the death of a kid and to just right. to botch that somehow. I don't know. I don't yeah, get it. You know, and you spend yeah. you spend so much time getting to the grieving, which is I have no issue with, by the way. Right. I didn't I that that much I didn't mind. I didn't mind that we took a while to get there because I feel like that no, could be a necessary first step. Like for yeah. really, um, pardon me for using this phrase because it is literalized on screen later in the movie, but really twisting the knife when the kid finally dies. Yes. Um, but that right. like, yeah. If If they had used that first hour to build up like how, how ideal how how idyllic their all of their lives are like mm. the fact that like um you know the 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 dad here he's a doctor and whatever um and they had the ability to you know leave the big city and and travel out to the country right like just that alone right. you can you could do so much with uh the whole like i don't know like i said like they the first hour when they should be like setting up so when the the tragedy actually happens, you're like, um, I don't know. You should be taken off guard, or like you should feel fucking something. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. I I saw that and I was just like, I got nothing here. Mm-hmm. When when uh, in the original movie, even now when I watch that and like Gage gets hit by the car, and there's that that scene where the like the dad like picks him up, and I think I want to say it's in like slow motion. And he starts like screaming and crying yeah. and stuff, like. That is way worse. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know, okay. So that moment in this one too, like another, th- I knew, I knew it was going wrong 
from the beginning because <laughs> you see Gage like walking down the driveway, right? Like we're yeah. setting up for that misdirection. And f- they don't play it like, like, yes, there would be urgency if you saw your kid, you know, you're like little toddler wander, you know, walking down the driveway into the street where, you know, big trucks come. Right. Um, but Jason Clark screams. Yeah. Like, like he is like Gage has already been d- turned to pink mist on the front of a truck. <laughs> Like he, it's, I I mean, I guess, is that the point of, um, Victor Pascal, right? The, um, the kid who dies in the beginning of the movie. Is it, but even that, like that that was, that was the worst. It sucked. (laughs) That was, that sucked. Uh, in the original, right. He, uh, you know, he tries to help this kid who gets hit by a car and he, like they spend a little bit of time with it and they show like, you know, how he really was trying to like save this kid mm-hmm. um, in this. I don't know. I think the whole thing lasts like 60 seconds where like they roll the kid in. Uh, he's bleeding from everywhere. He his brain is exposed. And Jason Clark is like, you know, uh, I'm not going to let you die or whatever. And and then he like, you know, like five seconds later, the kid dies. Um and then Jason Clark is like all broken up about it, right? Yeah. And you're like, what? I, I like, like, yeah, you were an ER doctor rushed. in Boston before this. Like, you've never right. seen anything this gruesome, right? Like, right? Was it too gruesome? I know. Like, did you get attached to this kid in the past like thirty seconds? Like, I understand. Like, you were trying to save his life. Like, yeah. I get that. But also, like, the way that he, it, it seemed like he'd been, you know. Uh, operating on him for hours right and, and he couldn't save him you know what i mean yeah. like it all and just you know happens so like, fast if you're you know if that's what if that's how you're gonna like if that's how you're gonna play it have it be something that like happened in in boston i don't know sure you know like it feels right. it feels completely unearned that that would be so right. affecting to him for for no reason he's just like he was 20 years old it's like, well, yeah, you're an e- you're an ER doctor. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. Like the idea, no, the idea right. yes. the fact that like they move there to sort of like get away from that lifestyle, presumably. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's fine. Sure. But like uh, why did they need to do that then? That never really <laughs> comes up. I don't know. Yeah. You know, the other thing too in that scene, when the when he I guess like his spirit or whatever, like sits up and starts talking to him. And like, he's ba- the, he, the kid basically says like, you tried to help me. So like, um, I'm going to try and help you. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're like, well, there were like other people that were involved in, in helping you. It wasn't just this one doctor who worked on you for th- like yeah, but a the, minute, but the Wendigo preys on your, on your, on your grief, on your grief. Right. So, so, so that, I don't know. I actually think it's smart. <laughs> oh, you think so? Yeah. No, yeah. I do. All right. Sorry. Uh, no, that's fine. Um, um, I don't. I, I mean, I hear what you're saying, though. I do. I just think all that whole thing with Victor Pascal just happened so fast. And it, as far as like motivations for like the spirit of this kid to be 
like, uh, you know, trying to get involved in, mm-hmm. in this doctor's life. I don't know. It just seems, uh, it just seems all very forced, I guess. Um, I agree. So, yeah, I don't know. The first hour, we we barely even see uh, little baby Gage, right? Mm-hmm. And so when like, I don't know when <laughs> when when the truck is coming, right? You're like, okay, I know in the original, like Gage gets hit by the car, but we really haven't seen much of Gage. We've been focusing on Ellie. It kind of, I mean, it, it all just like makes sense. Both kids are out in the fucking middle of the street, right there. Right. Nobody's watching them. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Um, I don't know. The whole thing with the other thing, you know what? Okay. I don't know. So I think Lithgow, I, I, I want to get into his character. Go on, go on. You go. Well, on. I was going to say, I think, I think what bugs me, um, actually it's sort of like the opposite of the Hellraiser problem where we were complaining that they had, uh, that the, um, Cenobites had no agency. Yeah, I think I think the Wendigo has too much agency here. Like <laughs> the there's no um, I don't know. Like basically, that is what lures the kids out into the street, right? It's the cat coming back, and they and then Ellie goes to get it, and then Gage chases after her, and that's what kind of kicks that off, right? Um, and then later, you know, after um, after Ellie, after it comes back as Ellie. Mm -hmm. Um, it like, it kills the mom and then brings her there itself, which it also doesn't need to do because it's like one spirit and it's already in a body. So what's the point? Like, why is it, why is it trying to kill this whole family? (laughs) I don't. So (laughs) Lithgow explains to, uh, Jason Clark that like, you know, um, that, it, you know, it's the same story we've heard. But that ground over there, it's it's sour, right? It's a bit bad. sour. It's a bit sour. Um, it's probably on some sort of a uh, burial ground, right? Um, he gets into the Wendigo, but like, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't feel like the Wendigo was actually possessing, uh, you know, Ellie. And then mm-hmm. eventually the mom and stuff. I, I, I think it's more just like an explanation for whatever's happening. Yeah. I thought it was more right along those lines where like maybe the Wendigo is perhaps involved, but we don't even see like, okay. The, yeah. The, so yeah. it's more just like, yeah, this thing has always been around and this is how it used to be explained. Yes. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. O- only because like, right. Because then, I mean, then nothing makes sense. Like the ending, you know, yeah. where there are multiple uh, zombos running around, <laughs> like uh, makes no sense. Yeah, but fair enough. But also, I don't. What is scary about this? If it's just a thing that feeds itself, you know, like this. Yeah, the scary thing is that it <coughs> plays on your grief, and y- yeah, like tempts you with this like Faustian bargain or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I don't- <laughs> You're right. And like, I don't know. So with, with John Lithgow, right? Yeah. Let's talk about him. Um, so he plays Judd, Judd, uh, Judlicious, <laughs> their neighbor. Um, and Ellie, Ellie's the first one that meets him. She's out in the woods. Um, 
they should they see like a bunch of kids like having a funeral for one of their pets, right? So Ellie gets interested. She goes. She wants to check it out. There's this pet cemetery. Yada yada. Right. Um, Judd clearly again, like I don't know. Again, he knows all about <laughs> the the pet cemetery, the one that brings shit back, <laughs> right? Yes. Um, and and his explanation, he's like, um, I don't like the whole scene where they're like, okay, we're just gonna bury Church, you know, and then he's like. Well, would you do anything for your daughter? All right, let's go up this way, right? Like, it just, it makes, it. I don't know, it just doesn't, I'm not sold on anybody making this trek. Like, Jason Clark, he's like, what are we doing out here? And he's like, we're just burying the cat. He's like, nothing else? Like, nope, nothing else, right? Like, okay, then why did we walk fucking 20 miles into the woods to do that? Why do we walk through water? Yeah. <laughs> why, like, we get that very, maybe the, Maybe my favorite thing about the this whole movie is that first shot of them just like dredging through the water. <laughs> Look great, it, I thought. Yeah, it did look great. But like, fuck you, man. Like <laughs> Yeah. It, yeah. It, it put like if you were in that situation, right, and you're like had to bury the cat and this guy's like, actually there's another took, spot. If he it's took probably- me anywhere other than my own backyard. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. No, explain yourself to me. And then, and then the cat comes back and it's evil. And Judd's like, yeah, not, you know, that happens, I guess. Uh, sorry about that. I didn't think it was going to happen. Like all of these lines. The, that's it, the it, thing it, though. Like, why is that explanation? That's a stupid explanation, right? It's, it's like, a, it's a bad explanation. It, it's, and it's, but you know what? It's fine. Why did he have to lie initially? If he didn't, th- if he really right. didn't think that was going to ha- like, that's no, more or less satisfying an explanation if he tells the truth correct up front so why why have him lie why lie right why, why is he lie? lying it, it really <laughs> is just like it seems like because like it's dramatic irony like we the audience know he's lying as they're burying yes. the cat right right not only because we've seen the movie but because it's weird to be like and by the way, this is a <laughs> normal cat burial procedure. Right. We do uh, things a little differently ha- up here. <laughs> uh, you have to do it yourself, and then you have to do the put the rocks on Hold top the, of it. What was the? There's a word that he used for the structure of the rocks. Yeah, I, I, it, I know what you're talking so about. It's so specific too. Yeah. Damn it! I wish I'd written it down. Yeah. Anyway, um. It just, I don't know. That whole scene, it was just like, this is crazy. Yeah. Like, this is crazy that anybody would do this, right? So when, I don't like, so then Ellie dies, right? And Lewis sends, uh, you know, his wife and Gage off to her parents. Um, Then he drugs Judd, because I guess he assumed Judd would have tried to stop him. Um, Drugs Judd. Then he goes and he buries Ellie out in the same spot. Ellie comes back. She's not quite right. She's got a droopy eye. <laughs> Bad sign. Bad sign. Yeah. Um, all of that stuff with them and like, yeah, you're right. Like as soon as as soon as a dead, like the the person that comes back is able to like talk. And like communicating. Yeah. It really is like, you've lost me. (laughs) Yeah. It's diminishing returns with every added line because I genuinely did think there was something spooky about 
the first thing she says when she comes back is just like, where am I? Like, right. That is like, that is pretty fucked up and, and disorienting. Yes. Uh-huh. But then she starts getting a little, little stinker. She starts <laughs> getting real nasty. And with Gage, it yeah. works, right? He can barely speak to begin with. Right. And that's like that. I mean, that is what makes that work. One hundred percent. You keep the you keep the lines to an absolute minimum, mm-hmm. and he just looks like like a little little creepy kid with right. a knife in his hand. <laughs> it also like so. There's a moment later on in this one, uh, kind of I guess the climax of the movie, right? Where um, dead Ellie has taken um the corpse of Rachel to the yeah. pet cemetery to uh-huh. kill her. Yes. And Lewis chases after them. And again, like this is inescapable just in the structure of this movie. We laughed and laughed about it in the original when he's fighting the gauge baby doll. Yeah. But he has to now fight his like 12 year old daughter, 10, 12 year old daughter or whatever. (laughs) Um, And they try to like make it seem a little less silly by having her sort of like supernaturally spaz out. At one point when he's got her pinned, which actually, can you believe this? It didn't help. (laughs) (laughs) Not for me. But um, yeah, there's like a moment then where it's like he's standing over her. He's like about to kill her. He has a shovel. He's going to knock her block off. Yeah. Just just clean cut. And she does the thing where like the thing that is never believable like even in the context of a movie where she stops being evil for a second she's like oh but daddy <laughs> yeah oh but daddy it is me papa oh, papa please no i'm so sorry i was bad yeah and he hesitates just long enough to get impaled by his undead wife right which was stupid too that it is stupid too um so uh, all right. The oh man. All right. Aww. So uh, no, I, I'm trying to think of how far back I want to go. I, I do want to talk about the Lithgow death because it's, it, it's a similar thing where mm-hmm. like everybody's waiting for, uh, everybody remembers from the original when he gets sliced, like his Achilles heel gets sliced. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it the gauge was under the bed and he sliced his heel. And there's that shot in this movie from under the bed. And you're like, Oh, is this, are, are they going to do it? And then like, <laughs> they hold it for like a second too long. And they're like, Oh no, they're just fucking with us. They're not going to do this. There's, they're trying to subvert our expectations here. And I think they're doing a poor job of it. Um, right. It, it is, a, a it rhymes very much with the, death of the child scene yes and then all right so and then you know ellie eventually like she does pop out from like the stairs or something and slices his achilles heel or his tendon whatever and then you know then then he she stabs him to death right um here's my problem with i guess the horror of this because like too scary that's yeah too scary (laughs) i mean the so like we get like the whole bit business with like undead church right is like uh, it's kind of creepy kinda but it's church 
Hey. Hey, I might, I might go to church a little bit hey, more often. What am I on? Some sort of like a Swedish death metal uh, band or something? <laughs> We're going to an undead church? I'm in. <laughs> um, it sounds like Midnight Mass to me, to be honest with you. All right. You were saying the thing with undead church. Well, Undead Church is, like, kind of creepy, right? Ellie comes back, and, like, she's talking, and she's being, like, creepy. But she's not, um, like, exhibiting signs of being, like, evil, right? Mm -hmm. So this is, like, the first, like, scary thing that has happened in the movie, right? Yeah. Like, so uh, the Undead thing that came back that we shouldn't have done uh, is now killing Judd. That scene... uh, it just doesn't there's no scare to it there's mm-hmm. no scare like this is a horror movie right horror movies are supposed to subvert expectations unless i think they're trying to just um like this is just a repackaging it, it's almost like uh when, when like back in the day when when a film studio would own the rights to like the fantastic four. And they were like, we have to like that, that movie, they like churned out a fantastic four movie. They had never had any intention of releasing just so they can hold on to the rights Mm -hmm. to the fantastic Mm -hmm. four. That's sort of what this movie feels like. It's like, there there is no point in this movie. Every, all the story beats (laughs) are essentially the same as the original. They, uh, they make a few changes to like, you know, uh, j- just to be slightly different, but at the end of the day, it's just like this watered down version. That's not scary or fun to watch. Right. Th- yes. Cause here's the, like, I think what drives me maybe most insane is that rather than going back to the source material and being yeah. like, what didn't they do in the original? Right. We could maybe do like, if that's where you're going to mix it up, why invent things wholesale? Yes. You know, because like all you're doing, it's sort of like, you know how there are like five different, like it, like the Island of Manhattan, there's like Mm -hmm. an entire city underneath the current city. Yes. All we've done. So like, and that, (laughs) that original city is like, you know, cool old architecture and stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then above that, it's like Panera Breads. <laughs> yeah, this that's is exactly Panera what Bread this Cemetery. Is. This is, yeah. No, you're, that's, yeah, that's exactly right. This is a Panera Bread. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I feel like, I don't know, these movies, they, I get, there's like, there's a strong, like, uh, I don't know, like A24 does this a lot. I feel like um, even Blumhouse to a certain extent, like a movie will be like a drama with maybe some creepy elements to it. And then in the last like 20 minutes or something, it'll get like scary in quotation marks. Right. And Hey, not to, you know, we don't talk about the book on the main. Right. Well, we're not. Yeah. We can't talk about the book. But that's how the book is structured. It's sure. basically just like the horror of your kid dying. Yes. And then right at the end. I mean, the, the original movie is not too dissimilar from that. Spooky no, it's cat. Not. But apart from that, it's like things. And again, that's why I was like, I'm cool with like nothing even really kicking off until about an hour in. Which is uh, like, uh, but that's fine. Right. Yeah. But then the, the ending has to be. You have there has to be a payoff here. 
Yeah. Right. Like, and there's, and the payoff is so dumb and like cruel for no reason. Yes. It's dumb and cruel for no reason. It's also, it's, I don't know. It, it goes a little bit further than the, what's that? I was going to say, it's cut like they're setting up a sequel where Gage gets out of the car. <laughs> like, what, yeah. the, what, what are you doing? Right. It, the movie ends with uh, Undead Lewis and uh, what's the mom's Rachel. Name? Yeah, Undead Rachel and Undead Ellie approaching the car where Lewis put Gage inside the car for safekeeping. And and that they all these undead you know, creatures, they approach the car like they're going to kill Gage. And, yes. and then there'll be one happy undead family. Um, I don't know where it goes from there. Um, what is the, what, what are we to glean from that? Nothing, nothing. It's just like a kind <laughs> of, a kind of ominous, uh, like final shot. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Pretty much. But like, the, the original one, right, it ends with um, the Rachel, like, coming back, right? Half of her the face Rachel, is, like, The Rachel, the haircut that Jennifer Aniston had in the Yeah, 90s. yeah, the Rachel. Yeah, it's coming. That's in, the that's in Pet Cemetery. Okay. Yes. All yeah. right. Some things are uh, <laughs> some things are better dead. I'll say that <laughs> about the Rachel. How about that? Sometimes dead is better. Dead is better. Thank you. I messed up the line. No, it's um, okay. okay, so Rachel, yes. No, Rachel, undead Rachel comes back in the original. Like, she's way more fucked up. Like, her face, half of her face is missing. And then she kisses Lewis, and then she, but she has a knife in her hand, and it's like freeze frame. She kills him. You know, we can just like imagine what happens. Uh, I don't know. Uh, this ending where <laughs> they, they essentially just tell us everything. Like, uh, they they go on. They kill Gage. They they turn him into undead Gage, and uh, and I don't know what happens after that. Uh, it almost they uh, you could say they all. flip the kill switch in Gage. Ah, yeah. kill yeah yeah like kill switching yeah, yeah. <laughs> no um, reason to talk about that. <laughs> no reason to bring that up. Just sounds the same. Doesn't yeah. mean anything. I don't Just know. Wouldn't. Again, I think. So, so like what I was saying before with horror movies, right? Modern horror movies, I guess, like the elevated horror idea. Mm-hmm. The ending has to be like excellent. It has to be scary. It has to, it has to be deliver on the hour or hour and a half that of like mostly dramatic things that you've been watching so far, right? Right. Like the end of Hereditary is fucking scary because you've been like. You've been watching like a a family drama for an hour and a half, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden Gabriel burns on fire and Mama's uh, sawing her head off. Yeah, like from the all ceiling. That, yeah, right. Creepos are are naked in the dark with their big smiles. Oh, but Ugh. guess what? Even worse, they're also old. <laughs> oh my god, so old, so old. Um, but the, like, I don't know. There's like a payoff there. Um if there's no payoff, right. And we don't, there's no fun aspect to it. The original, like even the stuff with the, the sister, uh, Zelda, right. Mm -hmm. Remember in the original where like, I mean, it was played by like a, uh, I think it was a stunt person or something, but they were like, 
completely yeah. like all twisted and contorted, but they were also like uh, the nightmares were like scary. It was like, you know, uh, Zelda like running up to, like directly into the camera yes. and like, you know, staring straight down the barrel of it. And like all of that shit was just like scary in like this fun kind of way. It was the kind of scares that like, you know, you might jump or whatever, but you laugh at it mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. you know? There's none of that here. And I think there, that was it's like not fun. Right. There's no fun right. to be had. Like well, in the funny original is, like, with baby gauge, like got walking around with a knife, like talking yeah. about like, you know, that shit's fucking yeah. funny to watch. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's like, so yes, the, this is a really miserable story. It's like very dark. Yes. And it's clear with the movie that they were like, this isn't going to play. This is too fucking heavy. Right. Right. So they were like, we got to make it campy. Like we got to, we got to zhuzh it up a bit, make it, you know, make it pop, make it sparkle. Yes. This one, they were like, we are not going to make it sparkle is not cool to make movies sparkle. This is 2019. We don't make movies sparkle. Um, but also we're not going to lean into the darkness of the source material. We're just going (laughs) to sort of like, we're just, (laughs) we're just going to like, get the glossiest looking cameras we can get. Mm-hmm. Just everything's going to be crisp. It's going to have <laughs> no character whatsoever. Right. Um, Everything will be crisp and gray. Crisp and gray. <laughs> um, and yeah, they just like, they manage not to take any kind of swing at all. It feels like they, the only swing they take is with the story by sort of just like stacking plot points precariously on top of each other, you <laughs> right. know, new elements. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, you want to um, hear what someone had a nice thing someone had to say about the movie? Sure. I was looking up, uh, reviews. Cause it was like, I don't, I don't remember hearing anything about this after it came out. I remember yeah. people being excited that John Lithgow got cast to play, uh, J- uh, Judd. Judd. Yeah. Um, so someone, Ollie Richards of Time Out. <laughs> okay. Reputable rag when you sure. Say. <laughs> he describes the plot. Um, I, he describes the plot as like being. Well, here we go. They hacked up the narrative and resurrected it in a slightly different, weirder form. Mm. Would you agree that it's weirder? Oh, yeah. It's yes. weird in that it's weird to do any of this. Yeah, it's weird yeah. to do any of this. You're fucking weird, man. You made yeah. the movie that way. That's weird. That's weird. Yeah. Um, I also found a negative review from uh, Richard Lawson of Vanity Fair, who uh-huh. I think really gets to something here. So I might just read the whole quote if that's okay. It's not that long. Yeah. <clears throat> The film also moves awfully fast, giving us little time to wallow in the horrible inexorability of the story. Colshan Widmeyer's film made me yearn for a really heavy, almost poetic adaptation of King's novel, one that is deliberate and slow, as if it tracks Lewis's and his family's disastrous wrestling with mortality. Mm-hmm. What a mood could be conjured up if a Pet Cemetery movie unfolded at a more exacting pace. It's rare that I want a movie to be bleaker, darker, and more wrenching. 
And yet that's just what a better pet cemetery adaptation would look like. Mm. It yeah. does move kind of fast. Like I know we're saying it takes a while for things to get started, but I think the reason it feels like it moves fast is cause like there's no like human moment. We really hang on. Yeah. That's a th- right. So like, <laughs> it's so weird in this movie about like losing. I mean, it's about losing family members, mo- multiple, like, like uh, Rachel's sister, Zelda, like that whole backstory about how, like she was a kid and Horrible. like Zelda. Yeah. Like Zelda fell down the fucking, uh, the, dumb the dumbwaiter shaft. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Like fucking crazy. Um, you're right. None of these moments feel like real or human. Like anybody's actually experiencing them. <laughs> it feels like it. You never get the sense watching this that you're not learning something to set up something that's coming next. Right. And like, of course, that's kind of every movie, but you no, shouldn't well, feel it as it's happening. Right. I mean, like, when it's done well, you should just be like, absorbed in the story yeah and just like along for the ride right and it's, it's a ma- it yeah. should be a magic trick yes it right? should be a magic trick it shouldn't be like <laughs> it's like a magician um you know every everything that he's working with is just clear and you could see like the rabbit <laughs> in like the compartment <laughs> in the hat you know yeah yeah you're like and then he pulls it out and, and he's like huh and everybody's like no we saw it like mm-hmm. we we know what's coming <laughs> yeah this i don't think this movie would have been any less immersive if you could see a boom mic in every shot right <laughs> it's just <laughs> i'm aware i'm a i'm so aware that it's a movie that someone wrote Poorly, yeah and then shot poorly and that's the thing it doesn't even really look good no it's, no it doesn't you know what's crazy is that <laughs> there are like a ton of like old movies that you could watch and a boom mic will like dip into frame yeah and those movies can fucking grab you harder than this movie ever fucking could. Totally. <laughs> like, totally. There's a, there is a shot I'm thinking of now specifically where I was like, what are we doing? Where, oh man, is it when he, it may be when he buries Ellie. Mm-hmm. You get that, like that shot that you see kind of a lot where it's like, um, bird's eye. It's like parallel to the ground up in yeah. the air. And yeah, the, the camera, drone shot. Yeah, but the not quite a drone shot. It was like it was like a crane for sure. But uh-huh. the camera just starts kind of like spinning. Okay. And I don't know. I feel like I see that shot a lot because it's just like it's but it it always feels like camera movement for its own sake. Like Yes. You know what I mean? It, it's yeah, it's not yeah, it's not like a it's not it's not telling the story. It's not it's not um I mean, they're deliberately moving the camera like that, but the it doesn't add anything to the right the overall experience. Yes. It's there not are, trying to uh, like tell you anything that's happening. Totally, I felt the same way with the um, the. Sorry, I'm watching the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> I might be less negative. I've been watching the whole time, but <laughs> uh, I might be less negative on this movie if the game were going differently. Sure, but um. No, the, the, um, <laughs> sorry. Now I'm 
thinking about this. <laughs> there were a lot of music stings that really kind of undercut the tension. Yeah. You know, I, that's a problem with a lot of horror movies is like music is overly deployed to try to like sell things that aren't scary, right. aren't particularly yeah. scary. Yeah. A loud noise equaling a jump scare totally. is not. Yeah. But again, though, like, I mean, like we're, like we're, we've said many times now, what makes this movie scary isn't, or makes this story scary isn't jump scares. It's the reality of the situation. Right. So it's like all of this shit is way spookier if we're just like stuck in the room with what's happening. Yes. You know? Right. I, okay. Like, what'd you, th- sorry, go ahead. No, I like, I don't know. I, I, uh, in the original, I believe that the, that dad would go up to this burial ground and resurrect his son. In this movie, I don't believe that this father would do the same thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Like um, he, especially because he, he expressed skepticism and kind of like disgust with this whole thing as soon as right. it was made clear to him what was happening. Like with the cat, right. he was not yes. down for any of this. No. And he um, saw what happened with the cat and how it's like evil and et cetera, which is part of the original. But like, I don't know. You can, it could be improved. Like you can, you can change things to improve them. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let me ask you. Okay. One big, one big addition. Mm-hmm. Um, difference from the original. Yeah. Uh, Ellie doing what is effectively a monster mash, a monster ballet. She's dead and dancing in the living room. What'd you think of that? I mean, uh, what did I think of that? It was dumb. I don't graveyard smash. Yeah. It was, (laughs) I, uh, I, I don't know what we're supposed to think be, coming from that. Like, I don't understand why that's in there. It's not, um, you know, so, you know, uh, so Ellie is, she puts on her, uh, like a tutu, right? Like she, she does this little routine earlier when she's alive in front of her parents and Judd. And then, so now, uh, Judd wakes up after bringing her back, right? She's, put the tutu back on and she's like dancing around in in the living room. Right. And it's pretty soon when she starts like breaking stuff. Right. And then, uh, Lewis has to like yell at her. Um, like it seems like immediately (laughs) like Jason Clark is regretting bringing her back. Like he's not, um, I don't know. There's no, um, that's weird. Like, I remembered it, it, her being a much stronger dancer. Yeah. She's not even that good. <laughs> She's not even like, yeah. Ugh. Sometimes was, dead is better. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Like if that was like the little girl's thing was that she always wanted to like dance and stuff. And that was like a cute thing that she would do around the house. And now, like he brought her back from the dead and she's dancing, you know, the same way that she used to do it. Right. Like he should be looking at her like, um, like with so much love in his eyes, like so happy that he brought this, this little girl back and that like, you know, 
Uh, and it just immediately seems like he regrets it. Uh, like she comes back and as soon as she starts like talking and stuff and like, he's brushing her hair and like, he sees like yeah, the stitches when she's in the like, back. Will you? Yeah. She's, she's like, will you lay in, you know, like sleep in sleep up in my, yeah. I'm trying right. to say it in a way that doesn't sound weird. Cause she really is just like, can you just stay in here tonight or whatever? Right. And he immediately is like, gross. Right. It's a little <laughs> he lays, gross. He lays down next to her and, and she's like, she says like, daddy, I love you or whatever. And, and, and he's like, I love you too, but he's like horrified. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it feels like to tell a story about like a parent, uh, experiencing that kind of loss. Right. And what that person would do to get, you know, their kid back, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're like, we would do anything. And then they do it. And they're like, I immediately regret this. There's no, I don't know. There to me, there needs to be like a, a bigger descent into a I little agree. Bit of madness, especially because you know? he like sort of when, um, when his wife comes back, uh, Rachel, there we go. Yeah. When Rachel yeah. comes back, he sort of does like an about face and starts acting like he likes it actually. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Um, he's, no, st- he's trying to sell it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. don't know. It's also like, okay. I, in theory, I get why they were like, we should have a scene of her like dancing or whatever. I'm not even going to say it's unearned. I'm going to say you set that up. It's okay sure. to knock it down later. Yeah. But right. I mean, that's really, it is like, there's no love f- for her as this is happening. Like, Right. If it starts with him kind of like marveling at the fact that like his daughter's back and she, you know, use that as like a bait and switch where it's like, you know, we're already worried that like she's going to be sour or whatever. Right. The ground sour. Why not use that as like a bait and switch moment instead of because the first thing he says to her is like, did you have to put the dress on again? You know, like the tooth or whatever. He's like mad that she's dressed up to dance. (laughs) Yeah. Like. So, dude, I was dead. Yeah. Fucking let me dress however I want to dress. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So why is there dad. like, I mean, if, why doesn't he bring her the dress? He's like, you know, like, why isn't he trying to maintain, uh, right. you know, like main, just cling for dear life to the idea that this could work. Right. And like the, then the, for her to sorry, last thing on this is like No, no, go ahead. Because I I do like the escalation of it starting with her like dancing and it becoming this sort of like really um like unsettling parody of itself where it's like she's yeah. like clumsy, she's like getting mad that she's like bumping into shit or whatever. Sure. That kind of works. Granted, it gets very close to Clancy ba- Clancy Brown in Pet Cemetery 2 territory. Yeah. But like that can be horrifying in its own way, I think. Sure. I think that could work, but it definitely doesn't. Okay. No. I'm done. What were you going to say? No, oh, I don't even remember. No. Um, no. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I agree. I don't know. I think from an emotional standpoint, the, this story is so dark and sad and has so much... I don't know, you're playing on the emotion like uh, this this whole story should only be emotion you know <laughs> and that's like and and I don't know uh like especially after Ellie becomes undead 
uh, I just feel nothing yeah. after this. Yeah. Like uh, Jason Clark is trying to hold the family together. Then then Ellie stabs him and kills the mom. Yep. And then uh, also another yeah. terrible addition is the conversation that dead Ellie has with her mom as her mom's dying. Oh my God. So she sits down next to her and starts doing that thing that like horror movie guys do where they're like, you're going to die and there is no heaven. You know, like I feel like I've seen that so many times. Right. It's like, remember like the line is like, remember when dad said, when you die, there's nothing. There, oh, there's something, all right, and it ain't heaven, sister. Like it's really just yeah, like yeah. <laughs> she's just like taunting her, yeah. Um, and that I don't know. So like, okay, to to talk about that for a second too. Uh, early on in the movie, they they have this like conversation about death, and uh, you know, Jason Clark basically says. You know, he doesn't believe in any sort of afterlife. He thinks when you die, that's it. You're done. Um, And then at the end or towards the end or whatever, right, he makes some sort of allusion to now believing in an afterlife and a God and this stuff, right? But it's completely breezed over, right? Um, I, I don't know. I feel like all of these things, like you, you you need to hit that moment harder. Yeah. You like if, if this guy goes from a non-believer to now he's a believer because of this, like you need to show that. And the, it's just not shown at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I don't know. Um, yeah. The, all you get is that one like half joke line where he's like, God can kill his own fucking kid. You're right. It's like, <laughs> Oh, I get it. Yeah, he did, I get it. He done did do that. Uh, we all, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, um, yeah. I, what else? What else about this? The fucking. Uh, what else is going on? Yeah, I, I don't know. I I can't even like. I kind of regret. That I, right. I don't know. I just. I just, I did not like this at all. As far as like movies go, I, you know, the shit that we watch. As far as movies go, I did not like this one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) As, uh, I don't know. There's no, uh, uh, I don't know. It's just not fun. No meat. It's not a, it's not a good movie. It's not a good movie. There's no emotion and I hate it. (laughs) We've been, we've been so negative lately feels we don't even like our beloved mr mercedes anymore i mean (laughs) that's what happens that's what happens Uh, what happens when what that's what happens when fucking i don't know when they they change it up so much like that i don't know everything also seems too samey yes yeah it's all too samey we should change the name of this show from king me to samey yeah you're right. What was the last movie we liked? Let's take a look here. I'm talking main feed. Main feed movies. Gerald's Game. Gerald's Game. I think it was Gerald's Game, yeah. The Flanagan um, joint. And 1922 had some things about it, but Gerald's Game, yeah. It's going to be 
It's going to be Flanagan from here on out. That's going to be the only time <laughs> we get to come up for air. Yeah. I mean, next episode, we're, we're st- I didn't realize it was coming up so fast. We have to start the Nosferatu. Oh, <laughs> you hill. mean Nosferatu? Nos, nos, nos for, for a, a two. two. Yeah. Great. That's cool. <laughs> that's cool. That's, that's very cool. It's cool that we do this. Um, that's one episode. I'm calling it. You want to? Yeah. Do you want to get into segments? Do you have anything else to say about this movie? Um, not about the movie, but I do have something to say about vanity plates. But I, you know what? I'll save that for the <laughs> the episode about vanity plates. How about that? <laughs> yeah, we have uh, one, maybe two episodes about vanity plates coming up. So one episode. We, can- <laughs> we have one episode about it. What if you end up loving this? What if this becomes your new shit? <laughs> if I become the ultimate Nosferatu head? Yeah, you're just like Nosferatu guy. No, you tell everybody about it. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, you no, have to it's spell it. really good. Here's the thing. Yeah, I would yeah. never recommend this because then I'd have to admit to people that I host a podcast. <laughs> and that's my greatest shame. <laughs> well, yeah. Um yeah, you can never let anybody know about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my political career will be uh, it'll be ruined. <laughs> um, if they yeah, if they go back and hear say the uh, Dead Zone episode where I'm like, I don't re- I don't remember. Maybe I didn't actually say. I think it's good that he shoots that senator. <laughs> <laughs> it's because but, uh, he's trying to stick his pig in that kid. <laughs> Yeah, it's stuff like that. Honestly, like that. that would make me 95th percentile of people oh, yeah. who run for office. 99. No, of course. I'll say. I know. Forget it. Like, I'm saying, you know, uh, it's going to ruin my political career. How am I going to, you know, get any uh, any politicians in my pocket? You know? Oh, I see. They'll be blackmailing you, not the other way. Yeah, around. they'll be. Right. They'll be on the Lolita Express or whatever the new equivalent of that is now. <laughs> the um, what's that show? You know the thing about uh, creepos that uh, that travel on things like the Lolita Express. <laughs> Lolita Express. It's they, not very uh, subtle, is it? No, it's not. But those guys, they don't just like stop doing that when the plane. There's no more plane. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I we're done. Yeah. No. Oh, that, that was it was a good time while it lasted, boys, but <laughs> No, they're going to get a kill Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> they're going to name a bus after the um shit, never mind. I can't remember. Um <laughs> uh, Hold on. Now, hold on. We're going to take a nice break, a nice edit point. Okay. We, no, we don't actually have to. What I w- I just really um, wanted I'm- to stick the landing on <laughs> This, I had such a killer joke. I'm heartbroken. What is it? Do you do you want me to try and set it up again? And it was gonna be uh, it was gonna be a bus call, a bus named after um, <laughs> I can't even pronounce her goddamn name. The girl, it's one of the characters from Neon Genesis Evangelion. <laughs> <laughs> Asuka Langley? What? 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 
Why why her in particular? She's just like it's just like the only teenage anime character I know. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I don't watch a lot of anime, but it felt like the contemporary version of Lolita is all anime. (laughs) You know? I can't No, I I get I I get what you were trying to do. I appreciate it because we can edit that down significantly (laughs) yeah we can (laughs) let's get into some segments please all right let's do uh let's do oh this hurts my parts that's not what it's called oh that hurts my parts it's called welcome to oh that hurts my parts (laughs) jesus um can you pick can you even pick this whole episode's been that segment i know we should have played that instead of the theme song Actually, we should have played the cover instead of the theme song, which we never even talked about. I know. Uh, I was actually, I was looking, um, <laughs> I was on YouTube just searching covers of that song before, and there's actually a fucking ton of them. Yeah, um, that makes sense. By, by like, uh, I don't like all different kinds of musicians. Um, Paul this Simon. One, yeah, Paul Simon does one. Uh <laughs> The plain white tees have a version. Um, that makes fucking, sense. Yeah. This one is what is it? Star, star, something. Some, star, star crawler. Star crawler. It's star crawler. Yes. Yeah. What'd you I think? mean, what'd you think? Uh, you know, it's fine. It's all fine. It's not. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna make it the theme song to my podcast or anything. But you know, <laughs> I will say, I think. Um, Covers of this song suffer from the same thing the movie does, which is that it's like just got too modern, too slick of production about it. Yeah. You know, it's all like crystal clear. And yeah, it's too also, clear. I mean, even like the lyrics are too clear, like hearing someone, right. uh, Hearing someone like actually enunciate the dumb fucking <laughs> lyrics to this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I thought the it kind of ruins thing. the song. Yeah, yeah, I thought the same thing about it. Like when you listen to the Ramones version, you you can make out most of the words, I think, but but Joey Ramone's a bit of a mushmouth sometimes and and like it, it gets the all opening like, kinda... the opening line is incomprehensible. Right. Uh, right. Under under the ong of the Willy Steamboats. <laughs> Under the arm of the Willy Steamboats. Right. Under the arm uh, of uh, the Willy Steamboats. And then it ends up being like something about weathered, weather-stained boards, right? Yeah, yeah, weather-stained <laughs> boards. Um, <laughs> I, I truly don't know the words. I, I never... <laughs> Under the arc of, a, of, of weather-stained boards... Yeah, yeah. Wait, I also didn't uh, know the the words that that first line here. We've been doing this podcast four years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> four years. It's never been my business. It's never come up. Yeah, it's never come up. <laughs> <laughs> it's immaterial. Right. It's immaterial to this show. If I needed uh, to know the words, I would have. I would have learned them by now. Right. Exactly. But yeah. There's a plain white uh, tees version. There's a Hawthorne Heights. Uh, the version. That was the other one. Yeah, yeah. A, a group called the Groovy Ghoulies. Uh, Are you a I, fan? I did. 
I did find a there was a rockabilly cover that I found. Um, oh, I would actually. Yeah. You know, I would love to hear that. <laughs> I know you're like a rockabilly guy. <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of. You're kind of a rockabilly in my, guy in my weird way. Yeah. <laughs> what if it's like leather jackets and flip aiming dice? You know how he says like, well, "Oh, lords." Yeah. <laughs> Leather jackets and switchblade combs. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to be buried in a 56 Chevy. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) I would like to drive that car instead. All right. What hurt your parts? Yeah, I don't want to be buried in it. Are you kidding me? I want to drive that thing. I want to drive it. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what right, ridiculous what my- offer to make me a Hepcat. <laughs> um, what hurt my parts the most? Can I say Jason Clark? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I thought, oh, man, for our lead character or lead actor here, it's just. Dutch he City. is. It, yeah. I mean, like, I really don't know. And he lied. Yeah, <laughs> he and he's a liar. You, you can't so on a personal on note, screen. I don't care for liars. Yeah. Uh, it's like, motherfucker, we got you on film lying. <laughs> you lied. <laughs> yeah, you lied. You lied. Admit you lied. Jason Clark, come on the pod, admit you lied. And we'll let you go. <laughs> right, right after. Yeah, well, and we'll hang up on you. Let's see if he's um, on Cameo. <laughs> is Jason Clark on, on Cameo? Yeah, Jason Clark. Hmm. Hmm. There's a uh, how much a rugby player named Jason Clark. How much is the most you would pay for this Jason Clark's cameo? Um, how much we got in the bank? <laughs> I feel uh, like I I I just he's such a dud. There's really no other word I can use to describe this guy. Just yeah. fucking. Just a, he, um, a zero dark 30. Uh, it's funny. I searched Jason Clark cameo and the, the first thing that comes up is a different Jason Clark's cameo. That's only uh-huh. $10 and that actually seems worth it to me. Yeah. We can revisit, we can table that, talk about it off mic, but, um, what hurt your sec- parts? Oh, I was going to say the second thing that comes up is oh. Jason Clark signing a deal with CAA which is seems like Google's way of saying definitively. No, he's not on cameo. (laughs) Um, But what hurt my parts? I think I really do think just like the unnecessary fake out of killing Ellie instead of gauge and just sort of like the everything downstream of that just is so bad. Yeah. It's so it it, it makes the movie worse because of it. Yeah. It makes the movie plotty, which is so beside the point. So, yep. yeah, I mean, that's it for me. Plain and simple. All right. Let's, so let's, but hey, it's not all bad, right? Probably not. Let's find out. <laughs> Daddy! Shiny moments. Shining moments. Dan, what, what shined for you? Um, the design of the burial ground. I kind of mentioned it earlier. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was very sort of moody and, um, if anything was evocative, I just like something about trudging through water like that to just like, 
I don't know. It, it did convey the lengths you have to go to to do this thing. And I do think that, like, if the rest of the story is told better, I think that could have been very effective. So I think it's the unrealized potential of that nice design. <laughs> what about you? Right. What delights? Um, I mean, for me, it's it's really like, I don't know, John Lithgow, I think, is... <laughs> he's like he's like a like this lighthouse of just acting <laughs> i guess yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> like everything else around him is just like dark and he's just like i'm even the when after ellie dies mm-hmm. and and they're sitting around that campfire and uh lewis is about to uh drug him right and Lithgow is delivering these lines that are like they I I think I just I think they're poorly written but it's it's basically he's he feels horrible because um you know if he didn't show him where that burial ground was then if I didn't you know, trick you into doing the thing I wanted right. to do yeah yes yeah uh all of that stuff like it, it's just like this weird like I don't know, like backpedaling that he's doing. And that's, this is your favorite part. Well, well, this is, yeah, kind of, it was that like, so all of these things that he's saying are like dumb, but when Lithgow is delivering all of these poorly written lines, even though they're poorly written, I still believe them Mm -hmm. because they're, because he's like really selling it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, He is sort of the, um, I'm going to say he's the only actor in this movie. <laughs> it, it, an argument could be made. Um, he is the Coke can uh, by which he's the Coke can performance against which all of the micro penis performances can be measured. <laughs> <laughs> right. Perfect. Moving, uh, perhaps moving right along then. <laughs> Yeah. Um I mean should we should we do king tropes? Yeah, I mean right? It's been a minute. Let's let's go. Yeah, over. sure. All right. King tropes. King tropes. If you said it before you just say so. We'll add it to our running list of king tropes. Whether all the children always evil. What's so many one letter for people? He wanted to. Why are all the children always evil? He wanted to. What's so many one letter for people? He wanted to. Was there always gonna be a greaser? He wanted to. You just need to trust this guys. Go to Bloodline Device. I drive a great distance just to die. Just to die. King Drops. King Drops. I, I really want to do a new one that's a different system of a down song. <laughs> okay. And I really liked what we came up with last time with the. Uh, Was that- it Aerials? Well, there was one for aerials, which that could also work. Um, what was the other one? It was the that song that's like, I, I don't even remember how it went at this point. It was the song that's like, is it called Bounce? Oh, yeah. yeah. Bounce <laughs> up, down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if people had to listen to a minute of that every time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> King Drunk, King Drunk. I can't even do it. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Um, Probably Instead of Pogo, recorded, it's King Trope. Yeah, King Trope, King Trope. Yeah. yeah, I can't do it either. Yeah, you would, Record it at half speed, ramp it up. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. No so King Tropes, King Tropes. <laughs> well, um, uh, death well, by truck. Truck death. Truck death. Yep. Truck death. Um, well, you got uh, evil animals. Evil animals. Uh, evil cats, specifically. Cats. Yeah, a lot. Just cats in general, right? I feel like there are a lot of cats. You got uh, sleepwalkers. You got uh, fucking cat's eye. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, but the cat is good in cat's eye. Let's be clear about the, that. The cat's good in sleepwalkers, too. Um, but the cat people? Cat people? Not so good. No. They hang the cats from trees. Right. So, yes. Um, we got a bit of that. We've got um, <laughs> wishing Major. your dead relatives back to life. Word processor of the gods. <laughs> yeah. Are, are we counting uh, mini episodes? I think, we- yeah. Why the hell not? All right. Um, about severe brain trauma. I'm thinking I'm thinking Brady in Mr. Mercedes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Here's one. Infirm relative whose room you're afraid to go into. Mm. What uh, grandma. We, grandma. <laughs> Which I guess Mercy technically also. Oh yeah, Mercy. Moisy. I remember that. Yeah. Grandma. um what else Uh, it's a spouse spouses killing other spouses sure pretty popular sure um yeah 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 move all right let's fuck it fuck it there's a yes okay there's a very important baseball game on it's okay yeah. if we don't get them. Oh, yes, but let's definitely make time for them. Yeah. I. What, uh, yeah. Where was Slimer? Yeah, where this was Slimer? Is, by the way, if you're new, if you're a new listener, this is our segment, Where Was Slimer? It's about whether or not Slimer from Ghostbusters <laughs> is in the movie we watched. And sometimes, more often than you'd think, he does make an appearance. Yeah. Um, uh, I thought any Slimers this week, Rob. Yeah. I thought, uh, church when, when church came back undead and he was all, all crusty and, and yes. sticky. Absolutely. I, you, did you notice that? Yeah. Like everyone who comes back is kind of crusty and sticky. Yeah. The mom was like covered in Vaseline. It seemed, or <laughs> ectoplasmic goo. Probably. So I think dead, undead, Slimer, ghost. Come on. Mm-hmm. Maybe on a technicality, we got ourselves a Slimer. Yeah. Or at at worst, we have a Slimer just off screen. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think we could say there's a Slimer in the movie, yeah. and this was where was Slimer. And that, of All course, right. brings us to our penultimate segment, IMDb. And if you're new to the show, this is IMDb, where we compare our opinion of the movie against the weighted average user score on IMDb.com, where smart people go to talk about movies. (laughs) 
Should we should we switch to Letterboxd at some point? And I mean, maybe. That's where smart people go to talk about movies. That's where <laughs> annoying people go to talk about movies. I know. <laughs> we have our choice of dumb or annoying. So, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, pick your poison. <laughs> yeah. It, maybe we should do. I mean, that's the nice thing about this show is it uh represents could, the opinions of dumb and annoying people and i won't say who's who <laughs> i won't say which of us is which i actually think i'm both and then you're just holding down the fort <laughs> no i i am no <laughs> strongly disagree um all right. anyway i am db i am db um, 92,761, uh, uh, ki- kitty cats, <laughs> and, uh, uh, slimy kitty cats logged uh-huh. on to IMDb using their slimy paws <laughs> Gross. and awarded this bad boy, a, um, a weighted average user score of 5.7 out of 10 stars. Rob. Is yeah. shaking his head no. No. He either thinks, listener, that that rating is too high or too low. But one thing is for sure. At this moment in the show, we know one thing for sure. Rob <laughs> does not think Pet Cemetery is a 5.7 out of 10 star movie. I would give it a three. Yeah, I like three. I like three for this. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's mostly bad, <laughs> dude. I'm gonna go. Okay, do it. Lithgow, Lithgow gets three stars. You're right. No, you're right. You're right. Three gotta... stars for Lithgow and zero stars for everything Every- else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it. Thanks, thanks for bringing nothing to the table, everybody. Yeah, fucking everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really, I also didn't like that Gage was just kind of like, he was like Uggy the dog from, from the movie, the artist. He was just used the way like an animal is used in a movie. Yeah. Where it's just I, like right, reaction yes. shots. He's not doing nothing. He's not doing anything. Fucking Why even, turn him into a zombie. Nobody gives a shit about that dude, kid. Kill, kill Gage. Kill. Yeah. Kill Gage. Hashtag, uh, Kill switch engage. Yeah, kill, kill switch engage. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, um that was that was IMDB. That brings us to our final segment. Show's over. Oh, I thought you were just gonna play it. Show's over. There we go. Now the show's over. Now it's over. Well, dear listener, thus concludes a rousing <laughs> discussion. Of 2019's Pet Cemetery. Night night. That's it. Get the fuck out out of here. What what more do you want? Rob, do you have anything you'd like to plug at this time? Guys, check out the Patreon. Um, Last Friday, we released uh, the stuff. Um, That sounds grosser than uh, (laughs) what we actually did. Wow, you haven't released the stuff since last Friday? Damn. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. Okay, that's fucked up. Dude, you're fucking harnessing your chi or something? <laughs> Hell, whoa. Uh, 
yeah, last week we talked about the stuff. Every week we're we're talking about these uh, short films and where we uh, we dive into um, the the King me the the Stephen King Dollar Babies. And uh, uh, yes, you're referring then, to our series King Me Babies. That's right. Yeah, uh, where we on Patreon we actually talk about the books, guys. And sometimes it's more interesting than the movies. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's that's it. Anything else? Rate I us got, five stars on iTunes. Oh my god, definitely rate us five stars on iTunes and leave a review, and we'll read your review on the show. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Um. Yes, and again, the, the Patreon that's KimmyPod.com. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Patreon.com slash King Me Pod. There it is. Uh, okay. I actually have one plug. One plug. Okay. Can I plug? Okay. Yeah. Can I plug, please? Um, My little. Should I play the, the plugs drop? Yeah. All right. <laughs> that's just the sort of encouragement I needed. <laughs> Um, on December 2nd, I'm performing with a friend of the show, Melissa Jobin, to Warm, warm Things, things our, our little comedy duo. We are going to be at Chelsea Music Hall in New York City. The Big Easy. That's right. That's right. I'm going to look out for uh, fingers in the drain. You know what I mean? <laughs> just like our show. <laughs> So December 2nd at Chelsea Music Hall, uh, we are performing on uh, our friend Lauren LaRue's show, The Cigarette Club. It's a variety show. Uh, Very excited about that. She's got Joe List, Matt Barrett, and Chloe Trost, and then also us on the lineup. It's going to be like music, (laughs) lots of comedy, lots of good stuff. Highly recommend it. Tickets are available online through Chelsea Music Hall's website. I assume I should have done a little more research before I started this plug, but I, let's I love, assume it's there. I, I do like hearing the clickety clack of your, uh, <laughs> your computer as you're like, hold on. Let yeah. Me I gotta, <laughs> I gotta turn the game down a little bit. Okay. Confirmed. The event is on their website. And when you click the event, there's a get tickets button. <laughs> I'll put the link in the show notes. Who cares? Yeah. Put the link in. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's all I got. What what day? Uh, do you know day what day of the week? That's a Friday. Yeah. Friday. Oh, oh hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Guys, oh let's yeah, plan man. a big trip to New York and uh, let's, and we'll all go. Let's crash and do a live King Me in the middle of uh, in the middle <laughs> yeah, of the show. Let, we'll take over. <laughs> mm. Oh, we're only talking else- dollar babies tonight, <laughs> though, folks. <laughs> Someone else cool is booked on this show, and I don't think I can say who. Oh, I think let your think no, you, it's not that person. Oh, not the person you told me. Not the person I told before. you. But okay. dear listener, let your mind run wild with possibilities. If you mm-hmm. want to see uh Ron White, <laughs> baby, it's Ron White. <laughs> <laughs> uh right. i don't want to uh i don't want to give anybody hints but if you go to this show you might be a redneck <laughs> <laughs> um i don't want to give it away but um 
<laughs> Let's say you shouldn't go to this show if you're a college student who can't handle observational comedy from the 90s. <laughs> All right. Okay. I can't. Uh, yep. I, I can't say who it is, but um, if you've ever experienced the uh, upsides of downsizing. <laughs> oh, no. He's going to be there? Yeah. Wow. Dragged his ass through the freaking water. I made a cairn with the rocks. I think that's the word, like C-A-I-R-N. Uh-huh. That's the perfect note to end on. We remembered the word cairn. Yeah. Perfect. All right. <laughs> All until right, next time, I'm Dan. I'm Rob. Gagliardi. Gagliardi. Whoa, Stephen <laughs> King. <laughs> Stephen King. Where the stick